Hello and welcome um, to a new venture. Um, I um, am back in Australia now after my arduous flight back from Qatar and um, it, summer has started in Melbourne. It's hot today. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna be I'm gonna talking to one of my friends, uh, Matt, who some of you will know, and I'll get, I'll hand over to him to introduce himself in a second. Um, we're gonna talk a bit more about football and other things, um, just to probably continue a little bit along where I left off. Um, but yeah, over to you, Matt. Thank you, Daniel. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> my name's Matt. I've known Dan since uh, about 1987, <laughs> piggybacking off of the obvious smash hit that that podcast became. <laughs> uh, we will hopefully carry on doing some good stuff, talking about football and random things, and uh, yeah, um, having some fun talking about all the things that come into our head. <laughs> yeah, so we'll yeah. Um, talk a bit about things from an Australian perspective, because <laughs> um, Australia, are, for the first time since 2006, in the final 16, in the top 16 nations of the world in the premier football competition in the world and everyone's getting very excited um finn is going on the train tomorrow morning to either go to fed square or recently announced by the state government that they're going to open up amy park which is melbourne's rectangular stadium yeah maybe um, for our overseas listeners down which is <laughs> what fed square and oh, yeah, amy park is yeah go on then uh okay cool. <laughs> so uh for our overseas listeners um amy park is uh, 30,000 capacity stadium in central Melbourne in the sporting sort of the old Olympic district isn't it I believe mm -hmm. uh, next door to kind of <coughs> MCG and as Dan was just saying everyone's gone a bit crazy over here for the Socceroos getting through to the round of 16 which is fair enough it's a massive achievement and there's also some great interstate rivalry between <laughs> Melbourne which is the sporting capital of the world apparently um, <laughs> And, and Sydney, and obviously in Melbourne, everything's better. So, uh, yeah, they're opening up Amy Park. Fed Square is kind of like the... the like Trafalgar Square, yeah, I suppose, yeah, London equivalent. The, Times Square, it's yeah, a little central piece. I think it's quite got the... Colours. No, but it's the equivalent. It's not yeah, as good, maybe. Without the colonial overtones, <laughs> um, one would say, uh, of... Of Trafalgar Square, um, yeah. but yeah, it's and, and traditionally, I think the Aussies gather there to watch uh, Australia play. Well, Melbourne always put on that. Like this is this is the thing about the Melbourne v Sydney rivalry. Melbourne is blessed with the, you know, nineteen fifty six built sporting precinct for the Olympics, yeah. and um, as a result, is very very much a sport. I mean, as, you, as you may know, Melbourne sort of invented its own sport. It, it likes sport so much. Uh, the sport of Australian rules football is pretty much a Melbourne-based sport and a Victorian-based sport originally. It's now yeah. been Australia-wide. But, um, but yeah, Australia and yeah, Melbourne, sorry, are sport mad and they always show games. And then because of the scenes that went around the world, I saw on BBC they were showing, you know, Melbourne at 4am oh, and running. And, and, and I think then, yeah, talking about rivalry, I think Sydney then get a little bit like, oh, hang on, Melbourne just got really good, good, um, good PR there. Pictures of... People jumping around early in the morning, jumping yeah. around. So we're now going to show a big screen in, in Darling Harbour in Sydney and we're going to... Oh, okay. So yeah. I think they've done that and the Adelaide have also come out and said they're going to do it. So it's all kind of kicking off tomorrow morning at 6am um, Australia time. Well, I think it's like 5.30 Adelaide time, is it? And... Yeah, they're half an hour. Let's just hope that 
I mean, obviously not to ruin our World Cup preview. The Argentina don't go. Yeah, we will come on to the preview yeah. a little bit later on and talk a bit about each of the games. Just can imagine if they score a goal after three minutes. That's going to put yeah, yeah that yeah, will scupper things a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I think well, let's talk about Australia first. Yeah. Um, they're definitely punched above their weight. They, yeah. I don't know whether you remember, you probably watched the qualifying as I did, and they basically, oh, the last three games of qualification, they just, the, the, wow. don't know what happened. They just the, the skids went on. They just weren't very fluid. They got beat, they drew, and just looked like they just didn't know what they were doing. They got a couple of injuries, I think, um, but just not really firing on all cylinders, and we limped into the playoff. Was it UAE? Were you uh, originally? Was it UAE? Yeah, it's UAE. And then we played Peru. Peru yeah. yeah, and then and then the the famous grey wiggle penalty yeah. shootout. Yeah. which they kind of got through. Look, penalty shootout, coin toss. Andrew Redmayne, who if I could say, um, slight claim to fame here, a physiotherapist that once helped me with Achilles tendonitis. Her girlfriend claimed that went out of Andrew Redmayne. Oh, that's really yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Maybe you can get an autograph. <laughs> that was, that was a, you know, that was a, and apparently he's a really nice bloke, and he struggled with a lot of uh, issues. I remember him uh, at Melbourne City. Yeah, he was. It was not very good. good. But apparently he had quite a lot of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. stuff. Fair play to him. Uh, he, he moved to Sydney and played. We, by the way, myself and Matt were Sydney Cobras at Melbourne City. Yeah. Um, yeah, we like sports washing. I mean, I went yeah. to Qatar. I like Melbourne City. To be City. fair, we, <laughs> it was, it was Melbourne Harbour. We better start going. Yeah, it was red and white. And we got free tickets because our sons like played in a youth competition or yeah. something. We've got reasons. But we did go along. And he played for Melbourne City and wasn't very good. But then went to Sydney and, and his career sort of took off. We've also seen about half the Socceroos team yeah. basically yeah. ex-Melbourne City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Moy in there. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Atkinson, who I think yeah. still having therapy after yeah. Mbappe yeah. and took him to Venus in that yeah. first game. He's a good. He's gonna. He's a good player. He's a good player. But then yeah, got Lecky, yeah, got Lecky. McLaren coming off the bench. Yeah. J Mac. Um, yeah, J Mac. Yeah, uh, and then two or three others that have kind of passed through the Melbourne City Academy. Well, Tilio, um, who's an exciting player, but is not. <clears throat> doesn't seem to be getting on though. No, no, he's on the bench, isn't he? But he, yeah, he looks good. He looks good. And yeah. uh, Ryan McGree. Oh yeah. 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 Who was? He played the ball through to Lecky for yeah, the goal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one against Argentina. Yeah, I mean they're already professional. Yeah. I don't think. I mean I've said this before. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Argentina are very good. Um, Controversial. Yeah. Well, why are they not, not very good though? Well, if they've got I mean, automatic, if they're picking off the Mendy in defence, yeah. that sort of tells you something, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Aging, like, like you know. Kicker, well, I don't know. I, I don't think he's that Aging good. Kicker, well, I don't think he's like you know, he's a bit of a yeah. agricultural player. I don't think he's yeah. that good. No. Um, okay. That's one out of eleven. Yeah, I know. But then even the other players, I just don't. Yeah. I've watched them play. They don't yeah. look that. I mean, Messi's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, Finn thinks Messi is like you know, goat, and I argue with him that Maradona is better than him. And, I do, Go on for ages. Well, yeah, uh, it's an interesting debate, and I obviously maybe um, the next episode we can debate that. <laughs> I don't think, um, so I, I think um, Argentina, they're not quite as messy reliant as they were. Like twenty, do you remember twenty fourteen? It was just insane that the whole messy thing twenty eighteen as well. I think then <clears throat> not for America classically taking the monkey off the back, but the they don't quite look like they're firing. I just think. It's set up for Messi to win it, like, and, and football yeah. never works out like the fairy tale. It's like, oh, they've won the Copa America. It's Messi's last World yeah, Cup. Yeah. Oh, and they haven't won. It's yeah, just what I, yeah. I, and they may still beat Australia, by the way, but yeah. I don't think they win the World Cup. Yeah, but what do you I've think? seen two or three teams yeah. that look better than them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, I, I do wonder how well they'll actually do because they just don't. Like, I look at their 
their, their other attacking talent other than Messi, you think, like Angel, what's it, Angel Di Maria, mm. looks a li- he looks old, uh, you know, you've got Martinez, players like that, it's just not quite clicking. They're kind of satellite players, they don't really yeah. control games and drive on, I don't know, they don't seem to impact games, nah, players like Di yeah. Maria, they're kind of yeah. peripheral somehow, he, yeah. lovely skill, yeah. occasional good pass and goes past players but then just doesn't drift in that game yeah and, and the, I like right the Paul in midfield he's decent but again he just I don't know it looks like I think the pressure's on and it's still apparently um, you know Mac Allister yeah sure. yeah so his Scottish, I was Scottish. reading today that his dad played in the 1993 game against the Socceroos when Diego Maradona made his comeback after being banned for three years and uh, apparently he was nicknamed Colorado uh, because that means red uh, so I should call you Colorado. And apparently, anyway, Mac Allister, uh, his nickname was Col- was Colo, but Messi said he didn't like it, so all the team, all the players had to stop calling him Colo. So obviously, Messi has you know quite a significant. Well, he just loads of nicknames. Apparently, so yeah, yeah so mm. so he stopped that. But um, that was it. That's was, really the opposite to what Australians like. Because if someone yeah. doesn't like a nickname, you use it more, yeah, right? Absolutely. Isn't absolutely. that what you do? So, so maybe, I that's bullying, maybe well, maybe actually the Aussies. If we could get this out to them before uh, the game kicks off, if they could start using it, they could somehow wind up Messi, couldn't they, by saying Camilo's doing great, mate? Or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, something like. Why that. didn't he like it? I just thought it was maybe he's got. A... I don't know, maybe he's very supportive of people with other colours of hair. I'm not sure. Strange, you know, so, yeah. I don't want to get dragged into the <clears> Anyway, so I suppose that's the preview of the Australian. It's nice supporting the Socceroos because they're underdogs. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, growing up, did my formative years in England, so I kind of yeah. feel English. And when they England play, I, I get stirred probably a bit more than Australia, honestly. Um, but I do love watching Australia and I do wholeheartedly want them to win tomorrow morning. Yeah. But it's kind of nice. Like, because it's all positive. Yeah. They're already beyond where expectations. So anything is positive. And, you know, if they got a goal, it would just be, you know, dreamland. Yeah. Um, but, and that's different for England, where you're kind of nervous because of the expectations yeah. being that yeah. bit higher. And, and if they don't, if they don't win, it's kind of like, you know, disaster. Yeah, I do. Um, I do agree. And it's weird because being here, I've been here longer, but being here almost 10 years now, there's an element, because I love football, I want football to do well in Australia, um, you kind of, you end up supporting Australia in football, and and obviously England, but it, yeah, I know what you mean, and there's a, there's a, I suppose it's that slightly more romantic stuff, even though mm. I've never seen England win anything other than, yeah. well, La Tournoir, obviously, in 97, but um, the, the you know, <laughs> how could we forget, oh, yeah. but um, the, with Australia, it's all yeah. Every everything's a bonus, and to be fair, like they've done really well. Like you know, and I think it's testament to the A League, which you get the kind of Euro snobbery approach over here. And there's a lot of expats, you know, not to kill off our audience, obviously straight away, but there's a lot of expats who would be, um, you know, they quite they they sort of downplay the A League, or it's like a you know, it's like mm. you know, it's not even like League Two or whatever. And you go, but these guys are playing at international level. The vast majority of them have come through the A League. You know, yeah, they're not all superstars. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But the fact that they're actually been able to go out there, yeah. I think that they're kind of you should, the golden generation was very different, as they call it over here. I'm talking about the Australian golden you do generation. Kill, so you do because you kill all quality players. You know, <laughs> but um, actually, you've got a bunch of players now. Most of them are still young enough, are fairly mm. young as well. There's a lot of young lads in there, and um, they've all come through pretty much through Australia. So I think, you think it's a good testament to there was three, that. in 2006, I think I'm right, and so there was three 
home home based players yeah. in 2006. And I don't know exactly how many, but there's more. There's like eight, eight or nine, I yeah. think, that yeah. play in Australia. Yeah. I think that's the testament to the improvement of the A-League. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's not a very... People don't sort of say it, but yeah. it's actually... The, the World Cup's a really good yardstick, isn't it? Because yeah. you suddenly... You can, you can talk about, oh, it's equivalent of Division 2, but you don't really know. No. Because only when maybe... Um, Melbourne City or Melbourne Victory yeah. or whoever go and play in the Asian Champions League yeah. that's when maybe you get a little bit of a test but I think it's at international level where you see are the players bit playing at the high level and look yeah. there's not much representative in the Premier League but there is some representative in the German League um, yeah. in the uh, I think France there's a few France, France Spain Belgium uh, I think yeah, Denmark yeah. Uh, it's a whole yeah. and, so, and also You've got uh, and Japan, we and Korea, which are obviously like European. This may not consider that great, but it's actually like look at Japan; they've done okay, and Korea have done yeah. okay. But they've both got through. But also, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good example of uh, how I think how well stuff is improving. Like general like football is improving, like that level is improving. But yeah, the, I suppose without having you know a player playing a liverpool man united arsenal chelsea that kind of stuff it's always going to be a little bit seen as um, but that's just media isn't it oh yeah that's like people can say a player is a good player yeah are they actually a good player and are they delivering on and look cahill clearly was an elite player he delivered he scored goals everywhere um but yeah someone like matthew lecky for example who played i think for Borussia and gladbach and sort of like less fashionable german teams Um, but I think played quite well in those teams. He was a little bit injured, but then sort of come back. He's, he's actually a funny player to watch because you sort of, he, he he's very, he's quite athletic. I think he was a bit quicker quick. a few years ago, but he's still quite yeah, quick, yeah. but he's strong as well. Yeah. But he doesn't really like sparkle, like, you know, doesn't really like. He played Aussie rules until he was 11. Yeah, he's strong. Then, yeah, he yeah. didn't start playing football until he was 11. Um, but he, so he's kind of got that physique. But yeah, I, I just think, you know, you look at players like Aaron Moy, and people go, oh, yeah, I saw him play in the Premier League. And we obviously watched yeah. him playing for Melbourne City. He doesn't give the ball away. But, and he's got absolutely no pace. No, like, he has no. bossed it, like midfield. Yeah, he's been really. I'm really looking good. forward to watching like, him tomorrow. And I think, um, you know, I saw a stat today that Australia has outrun every single team they've played so far in yeah. the group stages. So, you know, they're doing all the sort of, there's a lot of off the ball stuff they're doing. Yeah. But I just think as a general, um, thing as long as they don't get absolutely weird, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just they can't lose basically. No, I mean, right. obviously, I know they can lose. Yeah. I suppose the other thing that's slightly concerning is they might end up playing against England, so they're in the same half, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's not worry about that. <laughs> so, we're just going to spend a bit of time looking back at the final group games, which were for the most part very exciting. Yes, um, I was actually on the train to work on Friday morning watching the um Japan Spain game. Um, having watched, I watched the tail end of the first half where Spain were pretty much just doing the old pass it round, totally in control, and then Japan came back. And Finn was texting me going, "Are you watching this?" <laughs> um, and at the same time, we had Costa Rica Germany going. I was just sort of bubbling away with goals flying in. I think it was like 15 minutes to go. I think Japan and Costa Rica were going through. At one point, um, Costa Rica were two one up. Yeah, yeah. And 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 every and it was shuffling every, which is like, yeah. which is the whole beauty of this format where yeah. you get the last game right yeah um seem to be wiped out in the 48 team world cup thank you fifa so. yeah because you'll just play you'll play two games i don't know yeah it's not been officially i mean obviously i haven't got inside tracking on fifa i thought it was just the playoffs were going to be played at the world cup you know like you know the, you know the playoffs like australia played in yeah yeah yeah. i thought they were going to be played at the world cup no, so you just basically go home after one game. at the moment what's been said is that it's going to be groups of three but i kind of i'd say i think um 
whilst obviously Qatar may be a controversial World Cup, we should celebrate it for being the last truly proper World Cup. <laughs> well, let's wait until what they've got planned for yeah, USA, know. Canada, yeah, Mexico. Yeah, but let's hope it's not a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. The, let's just talk about Japan's second yeah. goal. Because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. want to sort of pay a little tribute to one of our friends. Well, I do think the um, uh, controversy over that can be quickly quashed because, as you well know, <laughs> the whole of the ball must be over the whole of the line for the ball to be out of play. And, yeah. and uh, as clearly revealed on the television replays, the ball probably wasn't over, but maybe it was. But at the end of the day, knocked out Germany, and uh, you know, I'm all for rules and stuff. But you know, and it's actually one of our close friends' favourite law yeah, of the game, yeah, isn't it? Probably. He sort yeah, of reminds yeah, us yeah. most games, yeah, because he, he's probably right in that actually, balls are probably you know. Throw-ons are given often uh, day. when the ball hasn't all fully day. crossed the kind of but he's also probably parallax. He's also it's probably asleep at this point because apparently we're really boring. So, you know. uh, but um, yeah, the the whole of the ball over the whole of the line. I don't know, but uh, you know, Graham Souness apparently thinks it's some international conspiracy. Uh, I'm not yeah. quite sure. I'm, 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 How do you arrange to really run really, really quickly and try and control the ball, just keep it in and pass it back deliberately? Somehow. I think some, there's some allegations that Spain didn't really try because it suited because it, it's, it's rubbish. Completely it's rubbish. Yeah. And yeah. That, and it suited yeah. them to finish second because then they get to play with Morocco yeah. in the playing. Yeah, we, yeah, colonial vibe. Um, but uh, no, I. I I watched, like you, I was flicking between both games. There's absolutely no way that Spain didn't try in that game. And yeah, they did. I watched it. was it. also quite hilarious of, for, you know, small-minded Englishmen of a certain generation <laughs> to watch Germany <laughs> basically win and, and not win. So uh, Well, someone yeah. made the point. This is, was the second World Sorry. Cup in a row? Yeah. And they've gone yeah. out of the group stages. I have to say, it's quite sad, but I was genuinely laughing out loud in my car because mm. uh, I was listening to that last bit. Mm. And uh, I'm going to just bring everyone's attention to the fact that schadenfreude uh, the word that we've come to know uh, and laugh is obviously the fact that we you know taking joy in other people's pain and uh, there is also actually um an english version of that word which is uh, forgive the pronunciation epic Epicaricacy. Epicaricy. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I found it. I found it. So, uh, Matt did, definitely didn't yeah, just read yeah, that. Yeah, no, 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 I've got it on my phone here because it's like epicaricacy. I know. But um, there's definitely epicaricy. That's okay. it. Oh, there anyway, we go. So, um, I'll just Good keep it. Yeah. So, um, but the, someone made the point the that the, the, um, the German win in the end. Yeah. Um, I think Jamal Musiala went on for the most equal most dribbles ever in a World yeah. Cup match. He's also um, English. Well, someone made the point yeah, yeah, that they said, yeah. well, he actually changed the training at the Chelsea Academy. Went, yeah. to, went to Whitgift School in Croydon and he who, trained at the Chelsea Academy. Who, who we used to play rugby against. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. We, um, but by the way, me and Matt, we went to Judd School in yeah. Tunbridge, sure. which, is, which is now, I think, a factory for people... They get their kids when they're like um, embryo. Oh, they sort of tutor them to get into it now. <laughs> what? No, it's not a factory anymore. <laughs> they changed it. Or a sausage factory. No, they changed. It's it's more like um, yeah. It used to be quite a small grammar school, um, and yeah, grammar schools are invented for sort of um, yeah lower socioeconomic kids that were smart. Um, it's not that anymore. Um, but yeah, that's where we went to school. Um, yeah, but Jamal, we, we, but we we basically used to play against all these really pro these private schools yeah, in London yeah. that had been playing rugby since they were like four, yeah. and we we literally walked in at age eleven and expected to pick this game up uh, just at, yeah. at the drop of a hat and yeah. and didn't, and we got killed like 
it's quite a good fight. 60 nil, 70 nil, and then slowly as you get older, you kind of start giving them a good yeah. game, and then it gets pretty even. Then when you get and to then you the just play games. against massive people who kill you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, back to the real. But but the, the point was though, Musiala actually was, oh, yeah, was yeah. schooled in England, yeah. and that Germany maybe aren't producing those players. Yeah. With the, well, the, I was the thinking, to go past people. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just a one-off. We shouldn't worry too much about it. I don't know. I was thinking, like, other than a few Germans, you know when you could basically say, almost name a German national team? Like, you mm. knew who played for them. I was thinking, like, this is... No, like, they're, not, they're, they're not a vintage like, team. You no, know, and, and I kind of thought, like, well, that's weird. I could almost name... That 1990 team that won. Yeah. I mean, I could almost name the whole... Yeah. They were absolutely Technically West Germany. Well, I know, but they... Good. Thank you for pulling me up on that. Let's go on to the other sort of interesting um, thing, which is actually this morning our time, which yeah. is probably last night for you. Um, so that was the um, the, the Luis Suarez um, one, where we've yeah. got... Um, it ends up in tears... Um, yeah. Bit of a retribution, I think, for previous years. Again, um, yeah. And again, we saw Cavani took out the VAR yeah. like podium thing yeah. on the way again, out. Again, also like winning but losing. Yeah. Know? So the yeah. win. And to be fair, I've seen Uruguay, and they're always quite dull. But you kind of admire Uruguay because they're a tiny country, like three mm. and a half million people. They punch above their weight, etc., etc. History, yada yada yada. Mm. But really boring yeah. <laughs> they're really like what do they do like they rock up to the tournament and you see Luis Suarez is not the player he was and you know it's, I've got Sebastian Cuartes who would yeah. play for Sunderland and like, I was like yeah. oh he's still playing yeah, so well so they, so, you know, again, again they just they won't be missed but I think there'll be uh, there'll be a few people again wishing um, <laughs> wishing Ghana could have maybe uh, qualified but um, at least they you know they, well, got, they got kind of lost and got some kind of Uruguay if one more goal and they would have gone through right yeah, they would have, it would have, their goal difference yeah. would have gone to one yeah. whereas yeah. they're both on zero and South Korea went through on goal score yeah um, so yeah but I, yeah look I'm a bit disappointed with Ghana because you kind of think like they're always in the 90s they're always nearly getting to the World Cup then they get to the World Cup a couple of times but uh, Again, not really pulling up any trees, and it's kind yeah. of a bit like. Yeah. And then this yeah. morning, Brazil. Did, I think we were just watching it earlier, but yeah. they obviously shuffled the deck quite a bit. I didn't um, think this game because I was watching Serbia, Switzerland. The only interesting was the guy that scored the winner, then got got sent off. Yeah. Um, right at the end. Um, oh, Abubakar. Yeah. yeah. That goal, he, the um, the the chip that he got, that yeah. uh, that was a pretty special goal. But yeah, yeah, nice to see him get a goal. But Serbia, Switzerland, because obviously you got a lot of the cost of an Albanian uh, immigrant immigrants in Switzerland and. So Serbia doesn't recognise uh, Kosovo uh, as a country. Yeah. So there's a lot a bit of, of politics. Uh, a bit of politics. I was a little bit disappointed not to see the old double eagle celebration with Switzerland. <laughs> just, uh, but um, it was it was a good game. Uh, Serbia again massively underperformed because a decent team, but they were basically defending like it was the last five minutes of the game right from the start. So yeah, Switzerland. I'm this, sort really. of I feel like mixed emotions for teams that sort of try and draw their way through the the early stages. Because having said that, I watched Croatia Morocco, yeah, a dull nil nil draw at Albite Stadium. Yeah. In I watched it live, and we kind of cursed the two teams. They've both gone through. Yes, <laughs> but you got other teams that had the same tactic. And they and they they've gone out and you kind of go well that serves you right you should have gone a bit more gung ho and tried to nick a goal, um, well, so I don't know I think they obviously try and play the long you game and you can't lose your first game in the tournament you know? yeah unless you're Spain in well unless you're Argentina yeah. and they've gone through yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no no I, I know what you mean um, but I don't know like you know Serbia I kind of feel like I know a lot of Serbian guys and uh, over here and I feel like they kind of they just didn't really 
turn up the way they should have done. They probably got a bit overawed. There's a lot of emotion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you sort of, yeah, you see like a, you know, like you said, the kind of Morocco, Croatia classic nil 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 nil. We're just gonna look at England versus USA. Mm. No team wanted to win that mm. game basically. So, mm. uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, there was a bit more goal incident in that game, Matt, than the Croatian Morocco. Yeah, but, but USA should have scored a couple. That's true. England had a couple of yeah. probably not as good a chance as USA, but they, you know, Kane had a shot that was blocked and like. Yeah. yeah USA probably should have won it, but. Yeah. There was at least some goal mouth incident in that Croatian Morocco. It just wasn't anything. I can't remember. I have to look at the stats. I can't remember. But you were the there. Chance. You were there. I was there. You were there. Right. You'll never forget it. That's right. Yeah. Even though you can't recall the match. But yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to talk a bit about England, Senegal. Um, the um, team news is that England don't think they have any injuries, apart from a couple of players returning from injury, like Carl Walker, for example, and Kevin Phillips. Um, Senegal are without Idrissa Guy, who's picked up his second yellow, which is big for Senegal, because he's one of their talismanic players. Um, and yeah, I don't know, Matt's probably got a bit more theory on which Southgate's very conservative. He'll pick. You'll recognise the pick, the team he picks. It's just whether he plays a bit more in midfield or who plays out wide. Is it? Is that really? I think so. Part of the team picks itself, sort of, doesn't it? Well, obviously, yeah. Um, and obviously, not losing games wins you tournaments. So Southgate <laughs> is uh, the is the man. Or, or the one, penalties. The one, yeah. Penalty, well, penalties, yeah, maybe. But uh, I think, yeah, I reckon England's team is pretty stable. You might go four at the back, five, probably or three centre halves. But you kind of. If Walker's fit, he might do that weird kind of three morphing into four mm. type of. He played Henderson in the last game, though. I think that was he just. He does the... like Hendog, doesn't he? He does, yeah. 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 Um, but I suppose it's experience, it's all that kind of stuff that he brings into the team. I think the big issue is probably going to be the obviously Foden, Rashford, Saka. That, um, who's going to play? At Sterling as well, and Sterling apparently, I know there's <laughs> Sterling's got a certain reputation with some England fans of not being very good, but he obviously does well because he gets picked a lot. Mm. Um, but he's got the most completed dribbles, I think, in the World Cup. Good start, but, yeah. Thank you. I think I could, I could be wrong there. Um, and Harry Kane hasn't scored, but he's got assists, so I think it was good to see after the USA game, which I think both teams were quite happy to get a draw from. Ultimately, he um, Southgate did change the wingers and basically. Yeah, it worked. So it, it, the England's got England squad's got a lot of strength in depth. I think Ma- for me, it's like Mason Mount again, another one that gets quite a bit of um, stick. What does he do and all that kind of stuff? But he was pretty average um, against USA. And I don't think he was that great against Iran, despite the fact we won. So I don't know. Then maybe there's a change there. Does he bring in Henderson, Rice, and uh, play Bellingham? But yeah, I, I mean he'll play Rice and Bellingham definitely. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that it's just whether he plays. But does he Henderson with them? If he plays Henderson with Rice, then it's like two holding midfielders to get. But then that gives Bellingham more license to yeah, do his, do his business. Do you want to play two holding midfielders? It's, it's a, like uh, you know, that's always been the issue. Basically, by playing a more defensive midfield, we don't then have our foot on the ball and create stuff and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a it's a slightly difficult one to to predict the wingers, but I think the rest of the team pretty much. Anyway, it doesn't matter who gets in the field. I think England's obviously line. heavy favourites. <laughs> England heavy favourites. I mean, they it'll be very disappointing to not go through in this one. Um, Senegal obviously done very well, but you know, at risk of patronising them. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, they've they've got a really good defence. Um, yeah. The midfield's yeah. okay, and then when you look at their strikers, I was having a look at their squad list, um, and 
Their strikers, it, they're kind of forwards. That's where, I mean, obviously, Mane, massive miss. But if you, if you look apart from Mane, they, that really peaks out. So it kind of, it's got all the makings of being a kind of defence versus attack. And we've seen England, well, you've seen them literally in the flesh, knocking the ball around, yeah. playing really well, lovely progressive stuff. But you kind of wonder, uh, the pressure's on England, basically, isn't it? So if England aren't ahead after sort of 20, 25 minutes, then does the pressure really start to count on them a bit too much? I don't know. So um, I'm thinking 2-0 to England. Ooh, wow. Bang, straight in. What do you think? Well, I can't. I was going to say to you. Uh, you can say this. No, I can't. Um, <laughs> all right. Two, having just said how the Senegal can't score, I'm going to go two, two, one. <laughs> there you go to completely undermine me. But yeah, I, I, it's hard to see past England because obviously I'm completely biased. But yeah, mm. um, Senegal, it, they would, they just they don't score really, do they? So mm. Obviously, that's going to come back to bite me now. Mm. Hope it doesn't. All right. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at the other games. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So kicking off for us 2am here obviously it's a bit more of a civil time in Qatar and also in Europe um, but um, Netherlands USA yeah who do you fancy there oh do you know what I reckon uh, America sorry United so the United States of America um, yeah I yeah I think there's a lot of pressure on on they've got a lot of goals in them but no, could... no no but but again have you if you've watched I still call them Holland as I get told you're not allowed to call them because apparently Holland's a part of the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands. It's only a very small part of the Netherlands. Oh, it's like three know. of the district. They were Holland when I was a kid. Three of the 11. Of the yeah, team. okay. Not, that might be wrong. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I just. Prefer... So you think USA are going to win? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Look, I think I, I think it's a tighter game than it should. You know, you kind of look at it on paper going, oh, you know, Holland, USA, Holland all day long. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Holland haven't really done much for me. I just think, yeah, well, I think USA are going to sneak it 1 0. Van Dyke's not, he looks like he's on a downward curve. Sorry, Liverpool fans, I'm saying <laughs> You heard it here first. So you think they're going to win 0 1, like 1 0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Netherlands will beat them 2 1. Okay. There you go. Um, Argentina, Australia, did we even predict this earlier or not? No, we didn't. I really want Australia to win. Yeah. I don't think they've really got much chance. No. Um, <laughs> so I think Argentina will probably win like 2 0. I was going to, I reckon it'll be. I really want Australia to win 1 0, by the way. I think it'll be Argentina will, be, will win 3 1. 3 1. You reckon yeah, Australia will win? Yeah, I think Australia. I just think. They've got some goals in there. I, I, I think the way they actually play, like you said earlier in, in, the, in, the, in the show, you know, Ottomendi. You know, play, if you target a player like him, we've seen him in the Premier League, he struggles with, with mobility. And even yeah. though Australia haven't got mobile strikers, well, they have with Jamie McLaren, mm. their midfield, they, they do a lot of running um, second ball, but, yeah. you know, that kind of third man running from midfield stuff. So um, I can see them, I can see Argentina basically dominating the ball and, and, and obviously hit him on the break and get a goal. But yeah, 3 1 Argentina, sorry, Australia. Cool. Uh, if you're France, listening, Graham Arnold. No, France, Poland. We'll use that as motivation. Yeah, he'll be yeah. pinning the pod to the wall. Yeah. Um, oh, Poland is so boring. Jesus, God. I think France could hope to could take them apart. Yeah, France are pretty dull though, aren't they? Really, unless they actually play, they are. They, they're just like as um, Wenger used to say, handbrake on. They need if they take the handbrake on. I think they smash Poland in like three, four nil. But yeah. I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three nil. All right, I'll go. Two 0 France. There is always a surprise in this, by the way. Like there's always yeah. a couple of things that win that you don't expect to. What I about? Hope it's not cynical. To be fair, we've just predicted 
all the, all the favourites. Four games. So, yeah, oh, no, you, had, could, no, you said you were yeah, saying no, I, Yeah, but all four games, we're not seeing any of these going to penalties yet or extra time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to say France. Oh, yeah, we should probably two nil games. after extra time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the next ones? The the, the Japan Croatia. This is. I think it's interesting. Croatia solid, immobile. Japan very quick. Croatia don't score much, do they? No. I reckon I fancy Japan to win this. Yeah. Well, they're, they're riding a crest. Yeah. Having had a fantastic last game. That weird Costa Rica. I'm going to actually say oh, Japan to win on pens. Yeah. Just because you just reminded me that that does happen right. loads in the, right. in the final. Right. Um. I think I'm not going to give you a penalty. I think I, I, I think Sally. I think Croatia got one more go in this, and they will win one nil. Zero to one. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Brazil, South Korea. Uh, Brazil. Two, well, I just think they'll, they'll pull it together again after that. They should. And it, it'll be two nil. Yeah, I'll go one nil Brazil. Yeah. So I think they won't be particularly exciting, but they will get it get it yeah, done. I don't know if Neymar's back, but obviously we we. I miss his theatrics. Did you see his new... You know, he's got his new boots. Did you see him... His new Puma ones? Yeah, which... which um, uh, Did you see him tying them up? Uh, he came on there. Yeah, and I mentioned like, that. Yeah, he, yeah. he comes on without his shirt on and spends the first yeah, minute yeah, yeah. doing that. Yeah. I think it's totally arrogant. Yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird because... Um, I wouldn't pick him. You know, mate, like, you look at the old... He, he should be a player, like, you know, but, you know, specific that we should laugh and go oh but mm. he doesn't really get a lot, a lot but he, no I don't think he's got something about him apparently he's a lovely no Richardson he's a lovely guy Richardson there's a lot of charity work <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about yeah. and Morocco um, Spain well this is a clash of the, the old colonial kind of <laughs> days isn't it so um, I don't know if there's any undercurrency though or is it Morocco they've got a bit you know Spain had a bit of Morocco for years didn't they and um, this could be the surprise, I reckon. This could be the. There's always one. I honestly, upset. you know, Spain. If you're starting Morata up front, I do feel he's clearly a good player. He plays at top level, but Morata's always flattering to deceive. I, I, I actually, I reckon you're right. I think. I'm, do you know what? I'm going to go Morocco on penalty. Pens, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know a score, but I think Morocco on pens. Sorry, just take that one out. You can have Portugal, Switzerland, the next one. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to say the same. I think Morocco will get through on pens. Spain, Spain. It might even finish nil nil. Yeah, well, they destroyed Costa Rica, but then that was that yeah, but, a bit of a one off yeah. because they they just. Uh, it's, I know it's easy going. Oh, they pass the ball around all the time, but their lack of cutting edge yeah. is pretty poor. Although they've got some freaking good players. Yeah. Um, Portugal, Switzerland. Oh, I got to go Switzerland. Sorry, you will go, but you got to go. Switzerland. No, because this is Ronaldo. Do one Ronaldo. Yeah, but that's just what you want to happen, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Not what you think will happen. Yeah, okay. Switzerland. Oh, no, I do think it will happen. Yeah. You do? Uh, what yeah. do you reckon? Are you, are you go? I think Portugal will just sneak through that. Possibly penalties. I'll give them it. I reckon two one. I reckon they'll just sneak through. Two one on penalties. No, no, not two one on penalties. No, two one. <laughs> the worst penalty shooter ever in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a few. Uh, all right, I'm gonna say. Is this your surprise package? This is my apart from the US being. No, I, I think uh, Switzerland are decent, and I Portugal did just lose, didn't they as well? So yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Switzerland to win two one. All right. Well, when these games finish, so for our time, that's Wednesday at six a.m. 
we'll perhaps look at these results and just uh, take a bit of stock on how well I'm, I'm not going very well during the World Cup my predictions were not good so I'm not holding much hope yeah, but you being were, accurate do you know what you were to, to paraphrase Kevin Keegan you were getting in the position to make those predictions not good and that's what counts you know you were there to well I was sitting in front of the microphone is that yeah, yeah basically yeah, okay. yeah. Pretty much. I think he said that about Nicky, but he gets in the positions to miss him, and that's what you love about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great, great. I'm sure that Nicky, but I don't think that's how sport works. No, no. But um, I was gonna, there was a, I was gonna ask you since you got back from um, Qatar, that's where it's been mm-hmm. held, isn't it? Um, what's your kind of? Have you got any perspective on? Being um, I just Australia? think that any, like um, I think there's a sort of shift in my sort of where the um, sort of centre of the world is, centre of the footballing world is, in that there's, um, obviously I'm sort of Eurocentric in my view of world football. Um, And that's kind of been challenged in that it was in an Arab country and like hordes of people who, um, you know, had no association with the European team um, well, and look, I, kind of, I suppose I, I knew that, but yeah. it was just sort of dawned on me that actually um, this isn't um, this is sort of a game for everyone, and there's no press, there's no sort of prioritisation of of fans and who sort of can access the game. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but I think it's just think, sort of challenged my I think view it's of the it. It's called gatekeeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because. Um, the whole fake fans thing, which I reckon is true. That's <laughs> yeah, no, there was an article. You, they they, they, they imported them from yeah, Lebanon. And you, and you said it about... They have tattoos, which yeah. are not... And you, and you said yourself, but actually, like this country, like you said, there's countries like India, got a lot of people, they never qualify for a World Cup. They've mm. got, there's, and football's massive in India. Yeah. You've got a lot of people who will support a national team, but you, we're, we're brought up obviously looking at say Argentinian fans are not looking maybe like Indians look like mm. as Indian. Well they wouldn't have thought of it yeah. as fake fans. No, they would exactly. never have characterised yeah, it as yeah, fake yeah. fans. They would have said, this is what we need. Yeah. We need a sort of cheer squad, which is what they call them in, in Australia, the AFL. Yeah. People with people with pom poms and banners that stand behind the goals. Yes. Active fans. Yeah. yeah. Active zone. Um But hang on, are we not fake fans? Yeah, because we're Socceroo fans now, aren't we? Cuts well, yeah. and we bleed green and gold. Yeah. yeah, well, I am. Uh, I suppose I no, not really, because I've got a passport, so I am an Australian citizen. So I've, so... Got, I've got a passport, <laughs> but I'm a citizen. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a citizen, and therefore I'm, citizen, I'm dual citizen. All right. So I'm not. I don't. I don't think of myself as being fake. Right. But but it, it did also challenge my version of like what it means to be a fan, and yeah. you don't have to be parochial. You know, you don't have to come from the, the origin of your country to. To feel it, you know, and I think I've always known that from I've always, you know, from club clubs football, you always kind of go, oh yeah, but you just you're a Man City fan and you live in Surrey and yeah, um, and then, yeah, there's those kind of narratives. Yeah. It's quite a dull discussion, but yeah, um, but I think that applies to international football now. Yeah. Like it's like you can pick up the colours of any country and wave the flag, and I suppose that's that's kind of wonderful. I was sort of dismissive of it, but yeah. it's sort of lovely We're in a way. Like yeah. and if. Because those fans, okay, they were probably being, they got given free T-shirts and tickets to the game. So it's not like they just thought, I know, I'm going to support the wonderful Maroons at the World Cup. It was more sinister than that. But it it basically led to them being very passionate and making lots of noise in the stadium, albeit not 
you know, like fake to use yeah. a, a word. Um, but yeah, so I think that's really, and also no booze. There was no real loutish behaviour. Yeah. Because um, it just there wasn't just wasn't the booze flowing. Yeah. Which was good and bad. Like you know, it was good that there wasn't any idiots around doing idiotic things. Um, as there probably would have been had beer been freely available. Well, I actually there's always one, isn't I know, there? But I actually saw in the Switzerland Serbia game they did a close up of some of the fans, and there was a Switzerland, a Switzerland, a Swiss fan um, drinking what was obviously zero. Yeah, <laughs> someone's actually still by like you know didn't drinking see many, in. I didn't see no, no, that's the first time I noticed anyone drinking in the stadium. So. But I think, mm-hmm. like, you, like you said about the whole Pope Van thing, it's interesting because being an expat over here, like, um, you see a lot of... It's changed my view a lot because you... There's a lot of, like, Eastern Europeans, uh, you know, a lot of um, uh, people from Italy, for example, Greece, you know, they've got a massive Greek population over here. So the kind of whole, you know, like, national team stuff is, is a bit weird because you'll have lots of people who are, you know, basically Australian, but they... They support mm. Croatia, you know that kind of stuff. That's that's pretty. You know, like a lot of the Greeks will basically support Greece, but kind of support Australia. Mm. It does. It. It's. I think. Yeah. I, I think it comes down to you know heartwarmingly. I love the football and seeing the beautiful. I think it does challenge your notions of ident- yeah. national identity, yeah. and it's sort of like yeah. I, you know, wear an England shirt and and wave a flag yeah. not very often, in a sort of pantomime way. I yeah. I don't think of it as a sort of. Um, you know, I don't think of it as, as doing down other countries. I just sort of see it as like, and it's a, I don't actually sort of feel incredibly patriotic. It just, that's where I was born yeah. and that's where I grew up and that's my country and that's who I support and that's that. That's enough. It's not It's not like, and I want to like, you know, tell everyone how wonderful we are. I don't yeah. think that, because I don't think actually England has covered itself in glory probably over the centuries. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I'm still proud of aspects of of you know English and British culture. And and look, you talked about identity. Like my kids are really confused. Like yeah. you know, Finn is in his Ireland rugby shorts, and then his yeah. England football shirt, and then his you know he's a bit Australian that he that he struggles with. And he was born here, so she's very Australian, but is confused by her Irish mother and English father with their weird um, support. Yeah, and I've I've put my complimentary flags that I got at the World Cup. Yeah. I've s- stuck a couple of them up in the living room and Barbara sort of walked in and was like, what is that? Like, you know, she she, she quipped that, um, you know, people used to burn those in the street as a child. I did push her on that and uh, and she said, no, not really, but... <laughs> There, but it wasn't. See, it, culture isn't in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So there was lots of um, yeah. But and that's actually challenged my, you know, my mother-in-law is like it was Sports England now on the basis of going down a bit of a less awesome route. <laughs> no, because she's you know it's a very yeah. passionate Iron yeah. fan in all sports, yeah. particularly rugby, yeah. so from Limerick, and yeah, the um, and yet she supports England in in, our, in Limerick pubs years ago and people were going, Anne, why are you shouting for England? And she's like, oh, my grandson's English. You know, like, it's like, oh, my, my, my relatives are. So it confuses the boundaries. It's like Wales. Like, you know, people in Wales have all, many, you know, if not huge majority have family in England and, 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 and vice versa. And I think now our friend Paul lives down in yeah. South, you know, Southwest Wales. Yeah. Um, and he's he's from... Gillingham, Medway <laughs> Towns sort of area. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so and there you go. He's English. And he's English, and yeah. He's probably telling everyone about that. Uh, now that yeah. 
But yeah, that's a that's a beautiful night, a multicultural, uh, <laughs> challenging, you know, nationality across the mm. borders. Just what FIFA want. As FIFA says, Dan, but yeah. we unite all. That's right. You know. yeah. Well, but, not every, not every well, single person, well. <laughs> but yeah, most. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll yeah. maybe see you again or speak to you again in a few days. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye. Bye.